0: You know, I was driving around with the kids. And there's a new song that we found. I don't know. I don't know the artist, but I did find a video of it on YouTube. It's terrific. It's called Gloom Gloom. Ain't it great to be gloomy? And uh-huh. it's like, um, it sort of made me like evaluate my life because I remember like my dad is like an eternal optimist, right? Like he's always like super positive, kind of like you a little bit. Like always, and like for some reason, I was always like a little bit like, too cool for school and it is a bummer to see like wes act that way and i'm like oh come on man don't act like that um and so anyway he at the first time he heard this song he was frustrated because it's somebody who's singing and is like oh uh ain't it great to be gloomy i think i just caught a bug did you see that yeah <laughs> are I you did. watching me <laughs> sick <laughs> um uh he was really frustrated by the song because the guy's like uh He's just singing about things like, I love when things are really bad. Like, I went to a beach covered in snow. Um, And it's very much like a kid's song, right? So anyway. Right. All that's to say, we found a video of it. And I ended up turning it around for him because he was like frustrated by the song. I was like, no, he's being silly. He's saying these things. He's like, so now Wes has fun with it when he's listening to He's like, oh, man, you don't go to a beach to play in the snow and all that type of stuff. I'm trying to make him more positive about it. Anyway. Sure. Some other stuff played. And like a Blue's Clues song played. And I don't know, like I kind of aged out of Blue's Clues at that point in Nick Jr., but for some reason I was really into it. Like I really liked song? Steve. No, the or then. Blue's Clues, the TV show. Okay, like, then. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is like the OG original Blue's Clues. Sure. So that's they yeah, were that's playing the one I some Blue's Clues song. It was like it wasn't even the guy that replaced Steve. It was like a like I guess they I don't know if they relaunched Blue's Clues. And it just makes you think like as generations go on and on and on, it's got to be somebody's blues. <laughs> <laughs> Clues. This is Jimmy e. Pod. <laughs> I really thought you were gonna go with blues being the the feeling there, but that was a great yeah. yeah. Pivot. No gloom. Uh, I would. Li- <laughs> I, I like the gloom gloom song. It's really funny. Uh, I don't know what it reminds me of. It, it yeah. re- reminds me of Oscar the Grouch. I think I nailed it. I, I think I thought of it today. I was like, oh, he's doing Oscar he, the Grouch kind of like right because yeah. he's
1: just so happy to be gross sad. and yeah.
0: yeah, sad yeah yeah so like it's like yeah it's like oh, i live in a bog and i hate yeah, everybody why don't, <laughs> wouldn't you like to be miserable too come over here like so <laughs> anyway that's what that is dude it's happening jmj is in the studio i'm loving it twofold you know why i'm excited one why is this our pod is gonna live on <laughs> to, to yeah. see another day it's going to be at least that another much longer, two and a half months the sweetness in the middle um and second that means the paramore record is done so i'm so yeah. excited Dude, are you fucking kidding me that's coming out yeah I've been that was my to first thought i saw jmj in phoenix and i was like the paramore record's done <laughs> <laughs> he's he's moved on yeah wow, that's amazing yeah so uh that's that's twofold exciting for me so um, you love-
1: follow paramore pretty closely how many albums have they had with the new bassist is it two? Will this be the second?
0: Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah, because the self-titled one had him on it. I don't know the guy's name. Yeah. Um, me neither. And then the latest one did not have him on it, and there's some drama there and all that stuff. So this will be the second record without him. Yeah. All right. I thought so. Yeah. He's a rapper now. And I, I saw, saw his video. Well, I saw his was, music video, man. It was
1: rough. <laughs> Wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that he's following his dreams, but it just you know you kind of look at somebody and it's almost never like yuck. Somebody's young man. I'm I'm all yeah. about that, but yeah, um, it was just uh, hard to was see not him in that.
0: for Me exactly. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's Second of all, I left this. This is le- so very excited about the yeah. extension of the pod slash new Jimmy World Music. Now, one thing I looked at, and I did think there's a Patreon in episode in here somewhere, is that they. <laughs> usually wrap a record up a year before release so are they going to fall out of there right now they're on track to we're february right right they're on track to finish this record this year and get it out but i feel like they had wrapped up surviving in october of 20 in november of 2018 and it came out october 2019 so right i'm not optimistic in that regard and i know that they only have so much to do with it because Jimmy Eat World is that style of band that will finish their record and then shop it to labels and be like, who wants to put this out? Who wants to be what what is it? Because this is another one. Um, who, who wants to be the phonographic copyright holder versus the copyright holder versus the manufacturer, <laughs> versus, the manufacturer versus the distribution? That's a, that's who gonna, wants to, to show do all of hands of this? here? Yeah. I'm sure yeah. Rick has a hand in it somewhere. <laughs> Rich e. Birch Enterprises. Rick. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: but uh but yeah. Uh, so you're not you're not thinking it's going to come out in October then, because that was my my Lindsay asked you was when does when do you think the album's going to come out? It's possible. Uh, I'm just looking at
0: their uh, my yeah, history, recent yeah. memory seems to make me think it's always like a year after they're like, oh, we wrapped up mixing and master or, you know, mixing and all that stuff. And then right. it's like a year before the record comes out. And it's always yeah. like, oh, and I feel like even I've seen Zach tweet, like, oh, you know, it's, you know, whatever the label wants to do. And I think that was the whole thing with surviving is like, they were done. And Zach was like, oh, I don't know, talk to the label. We don't have a date yet. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, so we did our job. Hopefully they just go to the label, like, look, if you want to release this, though, it's kind of got to be this year because we got a thing going, okay? Right. Doing <laughs> every three years. Every and, three years It's yeah. kind of our gig. <laughs> so, <laughs> second is not as exciting, but dude. I've had this in housekeeping for the last few episodes, and I pushed it. What is your doorbell situation? So you've got like a, geez, this is what you wanted. Geez, <laughs> I had the notes in my notes app, and I drew the little diagram. Oh if God. you remember, used, and, this is
1: what I remember from you. This it's a Walmart ring. That's what I remember <laughs> seeing right, you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. About yeah, yeah. The so here's um, what we did. We got all yes. right. We had we had a a system put in. All right, a whole setup, and they said, "Hey, look, we'll. uh, You want to put in a doorbell monitoring device?" I said,
0: "I see. This came with your house security system." Yes, they said, and I said,
1: "Sure." I didn't do a bunch of research. I looked online, and it seemed like Ring and SkyBell had equally, yeah, you know, they had reviews that about your, yeah, oh yeah. So that's what we went with with SkyBell, and and what was it? We were
0: talking, and then people said, "What's the SkyBell?" And then you said, "Oh, it's a Walmart Ring." (laughs) Yeah, my my biggest concern was not the branding but mostly the doorbell situation so if somebody rings the skybell your app and the doorbell in the house rings that's how we chose to do it yes got it but you had to get some piece of hardware that connected the sky to the doorbell and it wasn't the because we wanted the
1: and the, only, the the extra hardware it was a transformer to throw more power to, oh, because the because doorbell essentially, I have to charge needed,
0: my ring every couple months, and yours is powered by this transformer, right? Got it. That, that is I've, smart. I would hardwire. I've never my doorbell taken it off. Owned. Yeah.
1: Right. So there's a I don't know how many volts is sent to. Yeah. I'm sure it's minimal for a doorbell. <laughs> it's you know it's it's yeah. enough to light it. And I then use the,
0: the I use the five watt iPhone charger to charge the battery.
1: Yeah. There you yeah. go. So, uh, that's what was. And they said, well, we'll put in a new transformer. Boom. They put that new transformer in. So now. When when the kids were younger and we couldn't have the doorbell ringing, then we had it turned off. So now yeah. it's back on. So if someone Sweet. rings it, it rings to the. Now maiden. what
0: happens if somebody rings the doorbell that was that
1: that came with the house? That is no longer there. This took this Got place it. of that, and that
0: was yes. where I was confused the whole time.
1: So okay, here's here. Okay, this is how this started. So <laughs> <laughs> going way back, I was visiting buddy Eric, friend of the pod, listener of the pod, and. We parked at his house. I was super excited. I saw a newspaper. I threw the newspaper from the sidewalk, at least twenty-five to thirty feet. <laughs> it landed in this area. This it was basically where the door and the sidewall met. And it it was just like paper boy sat in there. And right. that was what a month ago yeah. to this day it still stands there. <laughs> I took a picture of it and shared it with you. And you and you guys were confused. Like, what does the doorbell control? And I said that's the ring. It controls both. I didn't actually see the doorbell on the left. So they had a doorbell, the original one. They left as is, and then they had the ring installed separately. So that's what it was. I was confused. So ours doesn't have the original ring uh, doorbell, period. Ours but is his now house just. Does. His house does. And I what, don't know what happens. happens. Right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't gotta get to test Eric that. For Patreon yeah, we got to get so Eric on the pod doorbell. talking about this, the damn <laughs> doorbell situation. Yeah. I thought it was lit up. I don't know. Maybe there's no power to it.
0: I have no idea. Right. Uh, and then, oh, I was just very surprised. Last week was a damage track, and we don't have damage clean scans, and we don't have surviving scanned in yet. <laughs> really? So that yeah. was the I was
1: I was uh, I was just listening to our last episode. That was the potato quality scan, right?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah okay. All right. So we got to get that one in.
0: But yeah, surviving. We don't have the artwork scanned in for. I don't know why. I have to find my surviving CD.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad poor poor uh yeah. we're on our part yeah. we'll get those
0: yeah so anyway uh this uh, any other housekeeping from you justin no no i got nothing man i mean we, we do have a new recording setup this week hopefully it's transparent and nobody yes. uh, is noticing anything yeah um uh gotta be somebody's blues uh this uh, is a richard e birch track uh it has an ASCAP page um Chase This Light is the album, track 6 of 11, uh, released October sixteenth, two 2007. Executive produced by Butch Vig, produced by Chris Testa and Jimmy Eat World, recorded at Unit 2, which is their place in Tempe, uh, written by Jimmy Eat World. Singer is Jim, featuring David Campbell, Beck's dad, arranged the strings on this. I couldn't find any of the string players, though. Were you able yeah, to? N- nothing. No, nothing. Weird, right? He arranged yeah. them, but then what? <laughs> uh, and <laughs> the best I saw was a string session for Gotta Be Somebody's Blues was recorded at Conway Studios in Los Angeles, California. And recently, wasn't it? Uh, Jim had shared a picture of a patch cable in their studio that said Conway Studios. Yeah. on. He's like, oh, well, next time I go to East West, I'll bring this back. <laughs> and then I, uh, I posted that to our stories with I Will Steal You Back uh, as the uh, sound up. Music playing in the background. Um, <laughs> I did find, uh, according to Jimmy Eat Wiki, that Stephen Liu uh, plays the keyboard on this track. And if you go to Stephen Liu's... Uh, uh, oh, interesting. I is this a Stephen with
1: a PH? Uh, Stephen?
0: Stephen Liu, yep. Okay. And uh, I guess he's found that, yeah. Uh, keyboards from Fields and Stephen Liu... Uh, according to the Chasis Lite booklet, which I didn't look at, so um, uh, Stephen Lu is the keyboardist on this track. Label is Interscope, who owns the phonographic copyright, um, and the uh, copyright is Interscope Records. Manufactured by Universal and distributed by Universal Music. So, uh, it's a Do I Get a Pickle with that music track? There is a demo. Uh, they've never played this live. As far as I could tell. Although I didn't do a YouTube search, but according to Setlist FM, they've never played this well, live. Yeah, even in the
1: in the uh the community research that I did, there was someone commenting on how oh. maybe they'll get their act together and figure out how to play this one live. There we go. No notable <laughs> so, high
0: notes, notable low notes of F three and B flat two. Uh 000 listeners, 654.7 scrabble thousand scrobbles, and Fifteen of those are me. How many are for you?
1: I liked this album a lot. This is
0: 124 for me. Oh, wow, That's which good. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Speaking of which, uh, a little digression here. Uh, uh-huh. The last FM widget that I built out of copying Jason Tate's Chorus FM last FM widget for the iPhone, uh, I you helped me set up on our server. So right. it's it's reporting all my statistics to a PHP file that exists on our server that this widget is reading as it updates and I sent you a thing I'm like oh it's not working right now I don't know right. what I did wrong. What it was Justin is I didn't have quiet scrub quiet scrub works but you kind of got to open it every like couple weeks to get it to like send. I don't know okay. why it's not quiet scrub is the scrobbler i use on my phone and it's been uh-huh. way more reliable than last fm ever has been but you kind of got to open it every few weeks to get it to sync everything yeah. once it synced everything the widgets started filling out so oh, okay
1: good lots of dr yeah. dre this past week i'm looking <laughs> i'm looking at it
0: right now it's <laughs> you oh you can see fun. that it uh, well, i'm only in. looking at the
1: xml i, mean, I don't have no yeah. i don't have any idea of yeah. what these albums are but I'm sure a lot of it is that
0: glub, glum, glum, uh, gloom gloomy, yeah, gloom, yeah, great to be gloomy gloom. song because it's <laughs> been a lot of that this week. Awesome. So, anyway, that was it. I had to get it scrobbling to get uh Okay. I, I had to update the scrobbles to get it to update the widget. Anyway, structure gotcha. is B flat major, 6B Camelot, 77 BPM, 446 duration. And this is the most futures they sound. T- sounded to me on chases light. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh let's take a dive into these lyrics. This is on the Richard E. Birch page of the Chases Light lyric book.
1: So I read through the lyrics one time and I've listened to the lyrics, not this closely, but I've listened to the lyrics and my first note upon first read-through was, this feels like Jim woke up from a fever dream and wrote down these lyrics. That's what I thought, mm. right? So very short-sighted of me, but that was my initial thought. Going through these, uh, I don't know if I had mentioned to you later after my first uh, my first message to you that says, I think this is going to be a kind of a light episode. I can't find much. I ended up finding a ton. And then going through the lyrics, I found that Jim was referencing some deep stuff. And so the title of this track has got to be Somebody's Blues. It's a slower track. I thought there was going to be some uh, some sadness, some introspection to this. Um, I didn't think it was going to be to this degree. So here we go. We'll start this with uh, verse one. I've broken the verses into two parts. There are four verses. But there's really four main points that we're going to touch on. And here's the first one is, let the water come. She's the only one I love. Now, this could be a person waiting for a flood of emotions and love, or this could be somebody actually waiting for the flood, the great flood. She, and in this case, I think she is a recurring theme in all of these verses that we need to address. And in this one, and I've put she in quotes here, she being the one he'll never see again, or depending on where this song goes, this could be Mother Earth. So let the water come. Let that great flood consume me. She's the only one I love. Mother Earth. Mm. Second half of this verse. Let the fat man drop, which I thought was a goofy lyric. Let the fat man drop when I first listened to this song back in 2007. Once you realize, I think that they're talking about something a little more political here. Let the fat man drop. She's the sweetest honeypot. The fat man could actually refer to the Mark III, which was the codename, uh, Fat Man was the um the, the code name for the nuclear bomb that right. was detonated over the Japanese city of Nagasaki. Yeah, got it. Right, so that's the Fat Man that they're referring to. Not, and I thought it the Fat Man was referring to uh the record executives, those individuals mm. working back there. Well, yeah, right.
0: I think I? Pro- yeah, uh, yeah.
1: That was my initial thought, and I I still thought it was, you know the the big greasy the, head the, the Fat Man with the with the cigar. I always thought that was kind of a goofy uh analogy or lyric there but no when it's let the fat man drop let that bomb drop she's the sweetest honeypot she could now be referring to the city of nagasaki um, mm. which was detonated after hiroshima right and maybe that was the sweetest honey pot was the most effective place to make that statement and show hey americans mean business we have these bombs that are you know gonna revolutionize warfare etc and so very intense now now that we're talking about First, we're talking about maybe a, a global flood. Now we're talking about global war, and then we come into the chorus here, which I think brings in this got to be somebody's blues um, title song title in here. Will they see the sky again? Who will sing their blues for them? Who lives and who dies? Will they wake up and kiss their loved ones again? You know, who's gonna cry for them and their losses? Because we're over here. Mm. Let's say, uh, you know, let's say we've got you know World War Two. Um, and we're here, over here cheering, but who'd lost their lives? That yeah. who's, who's not going to wake up this next morning and and go, you know, have his coffee in the morning? So that's what I think is, is ringing true here is uh, this memory of who will sing their blues? Who's going to cry for them? Not us right now. Uh, then verse two. So now we get into this. Uh, Let the factories rust. She's the only thing I trust. And maybe this is a reference to industrialization. Uh, abandoned factories, either because we've moved on or we're simply gone. Our our species has ceased to exist. And in this case, she is being that constant drive to innovate. Uh, and then we've innovated so much and cared so little for other people that we have exterminated ourselves by basically, uh, let's just go to the, the concept of uh, artificial intelligence. You know, we haven't created that computer program that's going to say, I'm going to wipe you out. (laughs) You know, we always joke about what was it? iRobot was these intelligent beings that can realize so quickly, more than we could, faster than we could, that they could destroy us. And then what do you do then? How do you stop this thing that can think two steps, three steps, a thousand steps ahead of you? So let the factories rest. She's the only one I trust. Maybe she is that innovation or progression forward. Yeah. And this fourth. This fourth note here I think is very, very relevant right now is let the virus spread. She's the silk line. And I want to know, you said we don't have the liner notes for this I do have the liner notes open, yeah. So do you have let the virus spread? I have she's the silk lining in my bed. But it sounds like he says she's the silk line in my bed. She's the silk lining my bed. Silk lining my bed. Okay. Silk lining my bed. Uh, And this could be, and this is what I thought initially reading through this before going through any other websites was perhaps this is the comfort or distraction when you're feeling your worst or you're sick. Like if you're on your deathbed stricken with a virus and the silk just feels so good and distracts you from what is happening in this virus spreading. Uh, And as we see in our days now, viruses could wipe out an entire species never to be seen again. It could also refer to a virus spreading and taking out all of these weaker people, and then we're here sitting in our silk-lined bed, you know, just enjoying this, this feeling, this joy, uh, this distraction from all of the turmoil in our world. Uh, we're able to buy these things for ourselves, so a, a big disparity between um, thoughts here and then actual uh, individuals, human beings, humanity. Uh, with just two verses and and four sets of these uh, these lines here from Jim. So then now we go to the chorus. So instead of, will they see the sky again? Who will sing their blues for them? Now it's, will they breathe our air again? Who will sing their blues for them? Will those who lived uh, those lives, were they sacrificed? Will they ever be honored? Will they ever be remembered mm-hmm. or cared about? Uh, and uh, again, just kind of going back to just uh, who cares about these people? Does anybody care about them? Which is which is a very important, poignant uh, moment in this. The chorus really, in two lines, just brings it back to that. Now, the last couple of verses here. When you're feeling moot, you can have your conscience all you want. So when you feel irrelevant or useless, think of all these people who gave their lives, who've lost their lives. Does that make you feel any more or less important? You can have your conscience all you want. Now, what I do you think-, think if the
0: word were "when you when you're
1: feeling moved... When you're feeling moved, when you and I think okay, let's say if it's when you're feeling moved. In that case, I would say when you have that moment, that thought of these people, this passing thought. Oh, you know what? There were millions of people who lost their lives, huh? And then you go kind of, uh, you switch back and you and you have a second take and you go, oh, okay. You know what? I'm gonna order that uh, the uh, the tall soy latte, please. You know, yep. you're kind of you have that moment of feeling moved, like you feel it for a moment. Uh, And then your conscience, uh, maybe that's how you justify it, is like, I still feel for them, but I'm living this great life now. So if it was when you're feeling moved, that's what I would say, is that um, when you're feeling moot, I think you're feeling irrelevant or useless. When you're feeling moved, I would say you're considering them. And in this context, for a moment, when you're feeling moved, when you feel like, oh, man, you know, I kind of feel bad for them, but you're in this good space. Yeah. So is that what it says in the liner
0: it's notes? It's moved in the liner notes, yeah. Okay, all right. But it, what's funny is there is like, it looks like there's two spaces before the word moved and three after. <laughs> like it's very oh, much really? looks Interesting. like it's pasted in there. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Uh, Yeah, you're right. So moot sounds very much like moved yeah. when you're hearing it in the in the song. So when you're feeling moved, you can have your conscience all you want. You can't say, and, and tell me this, are there any quotes in this? You can't say, I no, do nothing, yeah. Nope. Okay, uh, I think it's, you can't say I do nothing, comma, yeah, comma, I put it off. That's how I think it's They don't even phrased. have yeah
0: in here, though, and he really? does say it. You now, can't there are, say, I'm looking I do up nothing. at electable above it, and there are quotes there, so that's interesting. Okay. It's very much a, a choice not to have quotes there.
1: Right, and I asked, my first question was, is it quoted here? So, let's say you can't say I do nothing, I put it off. Uh, will you care for those people or just be another selfish human being that only cares about themselves? Which, you know, if if it's ever been more of a, a relevant topic now is, <laughs> I think I saw it on Reddit. Um, somebody posted, the most unbelievable thing about these end-of-world movies is not the fact that this flood is going to end us or this great earthquake. It's the unification of the human human society For real. that's the most unrealistic thing is that we can't even get on the same page about
0: i was just thinking about that when wearing. we were earlier in the song i was like yeah <laughs> imagine like a like a world war z type virus like yeah that was turning people into literal zombies there'd still be people <laughs> that they, they don't and until they bite me i'm not believing it yep. you know that kind of a thing and it's very
1: frustrating but i this line you can't say i do nothing i put it off I, it's just kind of a are you going to do something about it or not and the last, a lot of lyrics in this last verse here. This is the longest the longest four lines here. Where are you going to go if they come for you? Will there be someone left to sing your blues? And we'll talk about what these last four lines mean. If you were, I don't know if you've been chomping at the bit to try to get to this whole relevant um, reference, but these last four lines really uh, bring into this, this um, quote that I'll, I'll read in a little bit. Where are you going to go if they come for you? Will there be someone left to sing your blues? What happens if you're the one for whom the bell tolls? Do you think that people will care about you? Will people cry for you? I think about this a lot where, like, let's say I just up and died. You know, there's people that I have that I've been close to that have passed away, and I think about them every now and then. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, like, a Facebook memory comes up, and I go, Ah, man, I remember Johnny, man. That's sad about him. But I don't, I don't sit there and... Think about his life, and if I was to pass away, I think people would do the same thing. They go, "Man, Justin, that's kind of sad," and then they go back to their lives, right? Because you you can't really you can't get hung up in that. Yeah, you can't live in that. But that's just the nature of it, you know. It's just you're not. Who's going to care about you? And the last couple of lines in the second uh, part of the verse four: uh, Where are you going to run when they come for you? Which is very, I think that's very jarring. Where are you going to run when they come for you? Will there be someone to sing your blues? Remember all those who ran scared in the past, the ones who have actually done it, the ones that have felt it and then paid the ultimate price, right? Uh, not knowing if they'd ever see daylight again. What if that was you? Do you care for them? If you, I mean, it's okay if you don't, you don't have to care for them. You don't have, You. It, it's not possible to care for every single person who's lost their life in the past, but uh, nobody, essentially nobody will care for you. But yeah, the quote that I did want to bring up, and I'm sure you came across this. Uh, in fact, when I went to song meetings, this was the very top result, yep. right? So Martin Niemöller uh, was a German uh, pastor, right? And uh, it wasn't like a poem or anything, but I think it may show up in a book like that. But there was a, it was like a sermon he was giving, and it's a quote, basically, that they've titled First They Came For. Uh, and it goes like this: First, they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, uh, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. And it's a, it's a it's a quote that makes you think about individualism, thinking about yourself, uh, selfishness, and uh, all the people that. Unfortunately, in our society and our global community, have to give their lives uh, for progress, and it could be in good or or bad terms. But it's um, if you don't care about them, what's going to happen when it comes to your time? You know, yeah. when it's your time to uh, to answer. And so this this song is just it's an extension of that that four line quote from uh, Martin Niemoller. And uh, I think it's a very impactful song. I didn't know I was gonna get it, it was gonna be yeah. this deep. So going through the lyrics, I was very surprised.
0: Yeah, I came across that book of a uh, song meetings comment. Yeah, yeah. I, and you I guess it really in, does it's in our true. own little way. I'm glad we could give it a platform because that website's kind of dead. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying yeah. to create a new <laughs>
1: new account on right. It. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so very poignant lyrics. Yeah. Uh, so better than uh, yeah. be-
1: better than my little fever dream comment that I made at the beginning. Yeah, I'll totally. say. Now uh, I did see that there was an instrumental demo. It's the same. It's the same track underneath, right? It's just without Jim's lyrics.
0: I didn't listen to it, so let's take a listen to it here. Okay, um, hit
1: me with the watch together, and we will listen to this. Oh, Yeah, we should. Uh,
0: now this is together. in Google Drive, so I'm going to send you that Google Drive, and then I'll send you a watch together in a sec.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. All right. There's the demo. So this is the one that you haven't listened to. This is got be. I didn't be... hit play on it. No. Okay. Well. But I believe you. Let's do this because I had Steve's Rare Music, their version. And so I'm assuming that this uh, track 11, Got to Be Somebody's Blues demo is going to be it. So I'll go ahead and open up the watch together and have that yep. up. But we're going to listen to Got to Be Somebody's Blues uh, together here. Let me just make sure that the llama doesn't show up.
0: Oh, llama's showing up. Oh, uh, we're lot. <laughs>
1: All right, let's listen to this demo.
0: instrumental ain't it
1: <laughs> yeah so it does <laughs> it sounds to me identical to the original yeah i mean or, yeah. i'm sorry the the uh, album it track. had some keys so, in
0: there and all kinds of stuff so yeah, yeah. I guess it's not just a
1: little bit low uh lower um bit rate but aside from that it sounded fine very much uh, not even a demo like yeah. demo quality it just without the <laughs> without the, the vocals yeah, right. on top
0: now here's yeah. a question this is a, yes. an aside uh oh okay that is playing i was like did you play that and watch together because i was looking at a black screen
1: i did not no that okay. was actually do you want me to play and see if it sounds any different the instrumental demo oh, yeah from sure why music i right. mean it says instrumental to demo yeah. yeah here we go this is going to be steve's rare music and let's see if this is any different quality wise all right
0: there we go now i can see that you're uh controlling. here we go there we go no count in i guess no no I feel like you really hear that Hammond B3 in there.
1: Yeah, very much. It's a lot more prominent. We'll tell when that hi hat comes in. Yeah. It sounds like the same bit depth. Now the the Hammond is that in the beginning of the of the record version? Let's listen that, to let's listen okay, here's the intro. There, here we go. See how loud? Oh, it's oh, the violins. strings. It's yeah. the strings. That's what took place of that, the organ.
0: So there, it is a demo. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is. You're right. So they took that out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. So that sounds good. On that same subject then Did you come across the Vimeo link of them Mixing these strings
0: No Check hell this
1: yeah. out Listen to this So I couldn't find this I, I mean I, I couldn't find it on YouTube So this was on Vimeo So you have to listen I don't think this works on uh let's see does it work on here Oh it does let's see Oh see sweet <laughs> Oh hell yeah The uh, Butch Big in here.
2: There he is. When you're
3: feeling moot, you can have your conscience all you want.
0: Pro Tools?
3: Can't say
0: And it's more tambourine than uh, like a one two on the uh, hi hat. Yeah.
1: What do you think Sick. sitting up doing the video? Do you think that was Rick?
0: Yeah. I don't know because I almost thought Rick was over there wearing the dunks, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if I would if I would picture uh, Tom or, gosh, I don't
1: know if I picture pants. Tom or Zach wearing <laughs> holy pants in that skinny legs and then also uh, <laughs> yeah, holy pants, but the converse, yeah, yeah. So that was Christopher Testa's. That was from Chris Testa. I mean, oh, that, that was, was Chris probably Chris Testa. Then it was, so it was from his Vimeo, so his Vimeo account. Sweet, there.
0: good find, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that far on my uh, research this week. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I did get that this had pushed the song "Be Sensible" to the B side. Oh yeah. Um. So Alt Press put this at number four for the top fifteen. Uh. Oh no no no! Put "Be Sensible" at number four on the top fifteen Jimmy Eat World songs, and they said upon completing tracking of chase this light the band decided that two longer slower tracks would affect the overall dynamic of the record too much so they opted to keep gotta be somebody's blues and be sensible arguably the finest track the sessions yielded <laughs> relegated to <laughs> european slash itunes bonus track status brittle aching and straight up gorgeous it tugs on the heartstrings like nothing else they say about be sensible um but uh yeah number four of all time jimmy world song says all press
1: it's, I mean, it's amazing. I have always, and I'm, you know, I'm my, we'll give you my final review at the very end of this, uh, episode, but yeah, it's one of those where I've listened to it. Uh, how many times did I say? Like 125 120, times? Yeah. 125, you know, but I, it, it's always just passed through. I always listened <laughs> right. to it and let it go to the next song. I never yeah. really listened. Kinda to it Just kind of zone out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Zone out is a great way of it. Plus the tracks exactly. that
0: sandwich it are so upbeat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of... I mean, it's a a departure from that feel, and maybe that's
0: why I kind of let myself zone out so much. Um, Here's what uh, Jim said to Ultimate Guitar. Did you see this uh, blurb? To Ultimate Guitar? uh, No, I don't have that one. All right, so he says, This one was totally pieced together. I had always been writing with a Ford track. As time had gone on, it started out with like a cassette format 4 track and then moved up to like a Tascam studio format multi-tracking thing. Writing and recording are kind of the same thing now. With blues, I think that was probably like the drum beat first. Everything kind of fell in from there. So that's what Jim had to say to Ultimate Guitar when talking about tracking this record and demoing. And then there is a small blurb from Jim on the archived uh, jimmyeatworld.com website when he had to write a little blurb about each song. Reflecting on Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, Jim Atkins says it's a song about apathy. Oppression is an abstraction and thought of as someone else's problem until it's you that finds yourself defending your rights. And that's kind of like what we uh, surmised there from our yeah lyrical deep dive.
1: Mm hmm. Ah, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that this was on One Tree Hill, episode five. Oh, yeah. Uh, or season, episode five? X-0 no, season two. five, I assume episode it's season two. Season five, episode two. Yeah. You're it's right. weird, uh, Weirdly, I copied and pasted the text from somewhere. Racing Like a Pro. Um,
1: do you want to listen to that? Yeah. Let's do a little bit of a. I mean, because again, we tried to do this and we had uh, Linux, yep. right? Uh, Jed. <laughs> One Tree Hill. Uh, an aficionado come in and and uh, fix a lot of our misconceptions about this. This was well. Let's we'll just. This is what like a couple of minutes here. Unless that's yeah.
4: not really why you came
2: home.
1: This is called Peyton and those Lucas, phone calls, though. Real
2: quick. Ask about the
4: record label.
5: I'm supposed to ask about the label.
3: Yeah, uh, Brooke wants me to start my own label here. Are you gonna do it? I met Lindsay tonight.
6: She seems wonderful. I love that,
4: How it's long in France.
5: Why didn't you come to the book signing? In LA, two years ago.
1: LA, man
4: this is a great turnout listen Luke I know this was your first book as an author but it was also my first book to edit and I had the best year doing it so I just wanted to say thank you and I'm proud of you
1: so it sounds like they ended up together that must mm. be Lindsay
4: okay you ready yeah
1: we
0: <laughs>
4: I guess everybody's here that's coming
0: love that additive dissolve. Yeah.
3: I
5: knew we weren't meant to be. You Just get
4: home. See you.
1: Man. Peyton. That's got to be Lucas's blues, man.
4: <laughs> yeah. Biting.
1: So there we go. I'm glad that it showed up in there again.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a consequence of sound blurb. For Chase This Light that mentions this song. <sighs> this always breaks my heart. Oh, Quite possibly the band's worst effort. Ugh,
2: it all starts it. off so
0: well with the big chorus of Big Casino, which is my, like, my least favorite song on the album, by the way, as well <laughs> as the aforementioned Always Be and Carry You. But the highs of those early tracks are only met by the title track near the album's end. In between is the forced dark of Gotta Be Somebody's Blue and 23 ripoff Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> They'd made better records, and fortunately, would make up for Chase's Light's transgressions with a superior record a few years later. This is just all over the place with these <sighs> tapes, man. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I was excited. I, f- I found several of these, but they were in good in a good light. They were, uh, for the most part, people had mentioned yeah. that this was a this was a very unique track, but then that r- resolved it to this positive uh, light putting it in this positive positive light this was from news nirvana so october 24th 2007 by sam king uh article titled chase this light jimmy world takes the approach if it isn't broke don't fix it with their sixth studio album chase this light uh goes on to talk about the initial uh, bits of this album the album does contain one outcast song gotta be somebody's blues sounds more like pink floyd frontman jim adkins mm-hmm. calls the song The Creepiest Thing We've Ever Done. (laughs) The track is conveniently sandwiched between the first and last five songs on the album. Wait, what is that? The first. Oh, I see. The first five and last five songs. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Right (laughs) smack dab in the middle. Exactly. They could have just said that. I got you. So it's conveniently. um, Yeah. Since since World's 2001 multi-platinum album, they've almost disappeared before switching record labels in 2004. So but they said uh, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So from News Nirvana. Uh also IDS News, Indiana Daily Student. Jimmy E World chase this light grade B+. Plus, October 25th, 2007 at 4 a.m. This was uh auto submitted <laughs> yeah, to make the uh, deadline there. <laughs> right. <laughs> What does this one say? This one is the, the formatting of this is terrible. The record's only misstep occurs with the wispy ballad. Gotta be somebody's blues. Don't agree. The track includes brooding vocals that don't connect with the rest of the album and it moves at a slow pace. Jimmy delivers on every release and whether or not you admit to liking pop music, it's impossible not to enjoy this band. Chase is an excellent addition to the Jimmy world catalog and one of the most enjoyable releases of the year. No, oh, not idea. the best. Thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, you have any more? Uh, I have all music. Tim Sendra says the only uh, song that hints at the mature sound of the last album being Futures was uh, the moody and dark with strings. Got to be somebody's blues. Um, So Tim Sendra said that for all music. Okay. I've got the Manchester Evening News. You don't say. Hello. Uh,
1: Jimmy World Chase This Light uh, in parentheses Interscope. Emo Godfathers Jimmy World could be forgiven for casting the odd rueful grin in the direction of the current crop of superstar bands who have achieved a level of commercial success so far denied to the scene's primary trailblazers. But like the popular Irish beverage, they're not bitter. They just keep putting out consistently excellent albums. Somebody had their thesaurus handy. <laughs> uh, this was what was this uh, posted October two thousand and seven on the nineteenth. Uh, Updated, though, uh, January 12th, 2013. What do they have to say about this? Oh, this is under the subtitle Catchy. Electable, Give It Up is another angry but deceptively catchy punk pop bounce-a-thon with a lighter-than-air touch while the strings-infused Gotta Be Somebody's Blues is a gentle, understated killer of a song. So good things from Manchester Evening News. Uh, Straight.com. Is this from The Georgia? Yeah, TheGeorgiaStraight.com. Jimmy World leaves the labels up to the fans by John Lucas, October 3rd, 2007, 1.03 p.m. So it must be in the middle of his workday, <laughs> right before lunch. Um, the group gets even gets experimental on Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, which welds acoustic guitar strumming, a looping beat, searing strings, love that, and Jim Atkins eerily half-whispered vocals into an un- slowly unfolding panorama of creeping paranoia it is this this is a very lyrics or not the song itself sonically is very creepy yeah (laughs) um i'll continue on this this is kind of cool mind you jimmy rolled fans who aren't inclined toward illegal file sharing won't be able to get their hands on any of these tracks until chase chasing this light (laughs) chasing (laughs) the light yeah chasing yeah chasing the light uh chasing this light comes chase this light was what it should be comes out on october 16th that means those who come to the show scheduled for the first few weeks of the band's current tour will hear a few songs they've never heard before but not too many uh before i go back to you quickly on last fm the shout box for chase this light as oh, an yes. album comes up winter is broken august 17th of 2013 at uh 6 16 in the evening not one of my favorites by the band, referring to Chase the Light, but gotta be somebody's blues and dizzy are fantastic.
0: I see it's the shout box for the album, not the song. Exactly. God. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it, maybe it's. Uh, oh, that's. I'm sorry. So it wasn't uh, when they're saying not my favorite. They're referring to the album. Yes. Got it. Okay. You have any more uh, track notes? I got a few.
0: Uh, let's see. I ha- oh, I had a Jimmy Eat Pod Theater. Uh, oh, which excellent. We've done please, before. hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh from uh, Scott Waldman did some weird article and we're just never sure how to read these but it's always yes. fun to give it a shot. So, I don't know, I'll go first with MG and you can be Scott okay. Waldman, I guess. Uh Chase the Slight Man. Where do you think the band actually chased? What do you where do you think the band actually chased said light? Big Casino. <laughs> Got to be Somebody's Blues. Give it up. Midtown Rules. I was in a band with one of those dudes. Uh, you'll always be. God, I wish I could hate you for the rest of my. <laughs> Again, another underrated album. Now we are off to the big three. I don't get it, man. It's <laughs> too either. over the head. It's too yeah. over my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, All right. go ahead.
1: So I've got from KXSC Radio. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like <laughs> a radio station. <laughs> KXSC, October 15, 2007. New music, Jimmy World album, Chase This Light, out now. Chase This Light, the sixth studio album from toe-tap-inducing band Jimmy World, is out in stores today. Listeners looking for that great familiar sound from their previous albums like Futures and Jimmy World, formerly known as Bleed American, will not be disappointed. Going down to this commentary here. While Carry You, Dizzy, and the title track Chase This Light provide moderately slower tempos with less guitar than the aforementioned songs, the most unique track on the album has certainly got to be Somebody's Blues. So they love this one. When the album's demo recordings were first leaked on the internet, this song was purely instrumental. With the official release of the album, however, much was added to the song to make it excellent. Uh, The slow and soothing vocals, mysterious lyrics, and the use of symphonic instruments made it my instant favorite. Hmm. Now stop reading and start listening. If you're a fan of Jimmy World or alternative rock in general, there are no excuses. Chase This Light is a must-have. Nice. So KXSC had some good good,
0: good sings to say. Uh, that's that that is good things. Uh huh. What else you got? I've got Sherwell or Sherwell, Cherwell
1: C H E R W E L L. I guess that's share like uh, uh, Sonny Bono and share Cher. So, Cherwell, uh-huh, yeah. independent since 1920. It doesn't say where this is from. Uh, album review, uh, Vikram Joseph, October 21st, 2007. Talking about the album, the slower moments provide more mixed results, but occasionally great rewards. Gotta Be Somebody's Blues feels out of place here, but is still a welcome throwback to the prevailing mood of futures, like you were saying. Uh, All shuffling unease and queasy strings carry you, and the title track aren't exactly weak songs, but they tend to collapse slightly under the weight of their own sappiness. Uh, But you're right. Talking about Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, just like you said, points there, futures and those... uh, Uneasy and queasy strings, man. Yeah. That's a great description for them because they're just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a last one. Let's say this is the last one. This is going to be from the Crimson, the Harvard Crimson. Oh, Harvard. So, Jimmy at World, Ryan J. Meehan, contributing writer, October 19th, 2007. Uh, Zero stars. So, I imagine they didn't even rate this. There's no rating on this anymore. I can't imagine that they, they would give this zero stars. Uh, to say that Jimmy Rolls' new album, Chase This Light, is bad doesn't really do justice to this invasive, <gasps> rash-inducing organism that festers in the drain of alternative genre. I take that back. This asshat gave it zero stars on purpose. Check this out. Annoying pop rock, zit poppers, fallout boy, and jade nerd screamers, My Chemical Romance, also make bad music. But at the very least, their, product, their products are aggressive in their mediocrity. Jeezy he creates, man, this guy. Who is this? This is Ryan Meehan of the Crimson. So that is intentional. This is not some kind of 15-year-old yeah. uh, uh
0: Harvard. What's he doing now? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Works
1: Do you want do you want the white bread or would you like the all-grain?
0: Engagement all grain? <laughs> manager at Oliver Wyman. I don't even know what that mm. means.
1: Yeah, me neither. I don't care to know. <laughs> this so th- let me just see what he says about this. This <laughs> The album makes two ultimately doomed plays for creative creatability. The back-to-back combination of Gotta Be Somebody's Blues and Feeling Lucky. Not surprisingly, the first squanders the respectable tension built by an eerie string section, creepy vocals, and a disorienting beat. It quickly runs out of of steam and reveals itself as a ripoff of Nine Inch Nails Closer without the grimy, visceral payoff. Huh. I don't like this guy. (laughs) At first, I thought it was a mistake, but this guy really hates on the band. Oh, yeah, look man. at this. Okay, you know what? Let's just let's just put a cap on this and make everyone else uh, dislike Ryan Mehan. <laughs> uh, one one can only wonder about the motives behind releasing a record like this. Either the band is completely ignorant of their lack of any apparent skill. Or they're merely going through the motions to put uh, the final nail in the coffin of their record contract. Either way, it's irrelevant. From the subpar so album cover to childish songs like Dizzy and Firefight, all the variables of a band on its last legs are in place. 2007 may be the year Jimmy World's name becomes ironically prophetic. The world is achingly close to eating Jimmy, bones and all, and I'm not sure anyone will miss them.
0: Wow. <laughs> Punk ass. I don't oh, get, man. like, a vibe from him at all on his uh, Instagram. Yeah, you know what, like, though? I bet you... I guess what, more lately, he's been a little broy. You,
1: okay. You yeah. know how, like, somebody comes back, and, like, let's say this was posted at 2.30 uh, in the afternoon. This was on a Friday afternoon. Maybe he thought <laughs> he was going to get to go home early, but he went down to, uh, you know, like, C- California Pizza Kitchen, and his pizza was incorrect. It just seems like he was having a bad day when he wrote this. Yeah. I'm going to give this... Uh, this turd, the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so that's what we have to say on the Harvard Crimson. Uh, okay, here we go. This will be the last little thing I do because I, I did want to move something over to community that I had uh, ready to go. But this was from the Wiki. So did you look at the Wikipedia page? Not the Wiki Eat World. But yes. Jimmy Wiki. But yes. this is going to be uh, – there were four mentions on the Wikipedia page. So the first one was uh, a string session was held at Conway Studios, which right. you mentioned earlier. Okay. The next one was, did you do this one? Uh, the song features additional vocals from Ross, Finn, and Jackson Adkins and Ava Lind, as well as bass from Fields. That was in regards to Electable. Oh, okay. Gotta Be Somebody's Blues is a dark song with strings that returned to the sound of futures. Again, another thing you mentioned. Uh, the track talked about apathy and defending one's own beliefs, which was, I, I was interested in reading that after yeah. I did the lyric breakdown uh, defending one's own beliefs. I think that's the whole. Uh, conscience part of it is bringing that into it as uh, you're defending your <laughs> the fact that you're you're able to live another day, knowing that all these people gave their lives for our freedom. Uh, the next thing, two more things in here. After finishing the album, the group felt that by having two slow tracks would alter the out. Al- you read that, right? Yep. Okay, and then the last one
0: was that's
1: it. So you got all you got through all those. So I that's all my track notes then.
0: Sweet. Uh, I only have a couple community things. One is Wise Guy Um, who was on the music subreddit, um, rated this track as a bass-driven brooder of a track. I really like the additions of the strings on the studio version. I included this track because it's unique when compared to Jimmy World's entire catalog. I think that. That's true. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, David Campbell being on there, being getting to be weird and do some weird stuff, I almost feel like he could get a little even more out there, like doing yeah. in, in a really, really insane kind of crazy um, build. Uh, what is it? What am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of fun. And that That is what this reminds me of. There's a fun track that has uh, some stuff like this. It might be the title track on Dog Problems. If you're familiar with. You're way with more
1: it. familiar with. Oh, fun not fun. Than I am. Not
0: fun. The format. The better fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's uh, early fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say. Proto fun. Yeah, exactly. I want to say it's dog problems. Let's take a listen to dog problems. Uh, a little bit of dog problems. Can I pull up enough of dog problems? This is so good. This was so up my alley at the time because I grew up doing theater and this felt so musical theater. I'm going to jump to halfway through. So, for those that don't know, Nate Ruiz is it's the lead singer of the, the band Fun, uh, who, who has the what's hugest song ever. When what's the name of it? Uh, what's their song Oh, gosh. Called? When this is playing, I can't it.
1: We Are Young.
2: Yeah, that's it. That.
0: That, that build right there. Yes, that was very dissonant. dissonant. Oh, now I want to listen to the rest of this.
4: I am You always be here for me. He is for oh,
0: so good. <laughs> I couldn't believe yeah, that was very how good that good. record was the first time I heard it. Um, yeah, Nate is also a member of the Blink155 Nation, believe it or not. It's yeah. pretty great. <laughs> He's such a great dude.
1: What a cool yeah. <laughs> uh, he is a cool guy. Has
0: been on several episodes of uh, even has a podcast with Josiah now. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's terrific. And then second, this isn't even in jake t o'donnell's top 100 jimmy world tracks no love oh man bummer no love from jake t o'donnell other than that that is it for all of my community
1: amazing okay well you know me and and uh and going through reddit i have uh i've come across a few the first one however was a chorus fm uh
0: f f tank i know uh, uh, i think his name uh yeah f tank yeah
1: is it frank i
0: almost want (laughs) to say it's frank
1: yeah (laughs) and uh, i love his icon so he's his uh label is prestigious oh yeah and he's got he don't fuck around he's got mother the mother nature album as his icon which i love that yeah. uh, the surfer on that um yeah and uh let's see he's got a quote from Zach jamos which who said uh but as long as we're being controversial the only two songs i don't like by this band barring the debut are get it faster and got to be somebody's blues but f tank says big fan of both and, uh, and then left and leaving below that says, uh, in response to F-Tank's big fan of both, I'm sensing a pattern here, ha ha. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let F-Tank like his songs, get it faster, and gotta be somebody's blues. Yeah. So that was F-Tank. Uh, Ella Bella Madella. Oh, classic. Two years ago. Haven't heard a lot from Ella Bella Medela, no. was Yeah. Uh, was a self-post titled, the most different, in quotes, different song what Jimmy World song stands out to you as the most different to what you'd expect from a Jimmy song? For me, five 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 seems like an obvious choice, which is so weird. Hearing two years ago and them talking about five five five, I swear it. Surviving feels to me like it was released just this past October. Ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It was always in last October. To yeah, me. exactly. It's never gonna be different until this next album comes yeah. out. So. Um, let's see, what did people have to say in this? Oh, Nez 477 says gotta be somebody's blues still just seems so weird to me. There's not the normal higher melody. It's all on a lower register. The strings are way different than the strings on other songs and they don't really use strings that often. It felt really off on that album and it's still different to me when I hear it on random, which I get all of that stuff. It's Jim lower. You can hear Jim's harmonies, but
0: they're so far back and they're not high. But, and, like, people don't—I don't know. This feels at home on Futures. So, like— Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. If this, like, played in context of Futures, like, it wouldn't be that weird to me. No. Like, when, and when you get up to, like, Polaris
1: yeah. on Futures, that's when I feel like it gets into that country where if I'm feeling in that mood, I'm going to listen to it. Otherwise, I'm—you know, I might just zone out and forget about these tracks until we get up to 23. Yeah. Uh but there's a couple of tracks in there, and that's where I feel this could fit so well is in that last little third of that album. And you're totally right, man. It fits the vibe of Future. So, yeah, I guess on this album, in the in the context of the album as a whole, yeah, maybe Gotta Be Somebody's Blues does kind of come off as a little, uh, uh, like a standout as far as being weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like, I think everything about it, it the fact these three points that nez 477 made there's no no there's no higher melody it's all in the lower register and the strings are way different i think those are three ingredients that jim says let's make it weird let's do yeah. something that's a little bit off and you know they took in what was it be sensible you said yeah so they took that one out to make room for this one so they had a plan it wasn't like that and um so i think in that regard i think you got to give them credit as a band yeah uh mecca pangolin in the same thread says uh i'd probably have to go with gotta be somebody's blues the vocals tempo pitch and composition still feel unJimmy to me it was, i wasn't much of a fan of it when the album was released and it still feels a bit off to me today when it pops up during a shuffle so again that's two people in the yeah. same thread that talk about coming up random and in a shuffle which i'm it makes sense if you're prepared for it in the album you can you, you hey you know uh what is it um uh, i keep wanting to say feeling lucky but it's uh you know, after this, you've got a couple of of poppy jams before and after it. So yeah. you can anticipate those.
0: Here's another uh, thing I did find going back to uh, some show notes. I'm just doing a little bit of last minute research before we start getting the covers and stuff. Uh, there were two updates, one of which mentions this song from the studio written by Zach. This is February 13th, 2006. Happy, And again, here we go. You're in February 2006, and this album doesn't come out until October of 2007. And they're already like, oh, here's the songs we have. You know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, right, Happy but... <laughs> Valentine's Day, everyone. We hope the love is strong for everyone out there. I feel like we just read this comment recently. They uh, Things are heating up a bit here in Arizona for the band. We have about seven demos that are in rough form but sounding really great. We're a little ways away from full-on recording the album versions of these songs. But we're getting closer every day. Some of the song titles so far are Carry You, Chase This Light, Stop, beautiful is dizzy and gotta be somebody's blues we've reserved the services of the very talented engineer chris testa to turn the knobs for us while we record the album at our studio in tempe we're shooting to record exclusively in our own studio so we'll see how that goes that's it for now we'll check in again soon to clue you in on all the progress peace (laughs) (laughs) Sick. and then uh they're like day three of recording august 2006 so you know what i mean like right I'm just scrolling up on the blog here. Day 17, back in Arizona. Had a great trip to Australia, so they went and played some shows. Oh, man, the Shreds are just sharing some stuff. Recording update. Recording's going great. Songs are coming together. That's October 18th, 2006. So you're an hour out then. And then uh, Chris Tessa got a Grammy nod. Um, yeah, they don't ever like post an update that says that they uh, finished, but they said... I have to say, Jim says, I have to say we're making the best album anyone has heard in 21 years. My guess is that's kind of a dig at um, Tom DeLonge. Oh, yeah, he does. He links to Angels and Airways here. It, That's terrific. It, ah, he linked nice to an MTV man. news article about... You saw that before it even that came is to the link. so good. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, October 2006, I'll bet he's making fun of Tom DeLong there. Because Tom was yeah. like, oh, it's the best music that anybody's ever heard and blah, blah, blah. It was such a like a big deal in the news at the time. That is great. I love that. I played this guy's wedding and I'm dragging him in the comments of my blog. <laughs> that's terrific that's awesome man so that's a little bit more before
1: you even than read the then. link you're like i think this is what he's yeah. referring to <laughs> that's sure great. enough
6: angels and
0: Airways. <laughs> that's awesome well what's funny is he says in 21 years and my guess is that i think the quote from tom was it's the best music anyone's heard in 20 years so yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> that's what crazy. was jim's 21 yeah jim said 21 <laughs> what a <stinker>. Awesome. <laughs> yeah
1: all right. Um, oh, this show, unfortunately, it's like bad. It's because, you know, the, the, again, the, with the context, uh, Pebble Swift's worst of the worst survivor. Round seven submitted two years ago. Welcome to round seven. Luckily, and it's it's weird because you have to read these, uh, these results as a kind of, uh, it's a good thing that they're not the worst of the worst. Right. But uh, what they say is uh, got to be somebody's blues lives to uh, breathe another day. And uh, it's, it was out in round six. So ah. it was uh, 12 votes that said, we're going to get you out of here.
0: <laughs> the classic. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> lives to fight another day. Uh, the, oh, this was from Ju- the, uh, a new user here, Juvo Seret. Oh. Uh, with a surviving tag on here in the self post. Got to be honest, I didn't like 555 at first, but I have listened to it a few times, and it's really grown on me. And then down here, the green turkey says... It's the red herring of the album, just like Gotta Be Somebody's Blues was on Chase the Slight. Doesn't really fit with the urgency and focus of the rest of the album. And even though it's probably my least favorite track on the album, I'm glad it's there. The people who love the track love it, which I believe is true. Going through a lot of this, the commentary here is there's people that absolutely love it. And there's just ones that don't even mention that they don't like it. But you just know that it's not their bag.
0: Yeah. I'm sending you a picture here. I'm doing some more research and I got a tweet from Zach. This is a picture of Zach's drum setup. This will probably be the artwork for this episode. Uh, Zach saying that this is his favorite drum sound that Jimmy world ever got. My favorite drum sound Jimmy world ever got got to be somebody's blues. And he sent a picture of what I assume is drum setup. We talked about how Zach likes to use gaff tape, not, uh, not anything else on his drum. So he's got a ring of gaff tape, Uh, circles around the center of the drum there he posted this may 10th 2010 um so that's that uh august 10th 2016 used this drum on gotta be somebody's blues this is the same head and tape that was on the drum and zach uh posts an instagram link so here's another photo of that snare
1: you can can look at that moving blanket that's on this the uh bass drum you can really tell in this song just how muffled that bass drum is yeah All right. Uh, November 5th,
0: 2021, I've used one ride symbol for all of our studio albums from Big Casino to present day. It's the 24-inch orchestral special selection ride from Zildjian Company. It's my favorite ride I've ever played. It's also used for all the crashes on Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, says Zach. Uh, And that was just uh, November 5th, 2021. And finally, I've got February 5th, 2013, Eddie Passa. What did Eddie say? uh okay so zach posts something on instagram it's his son i'm assuming playing drums in the studio and i'll send you this picture so you can t- and so you can see in zach's comment going off hashtag therapy and eddie passa <laughs> responds that's not an arnoff Trackmaster six and a half by 14 back there on the left next to the brass snare is it <laughs> that's great nerd drum nerd stuff <laughs> and Zach uh, didn't like it but he did say used it on Gotta Be Somebody's Blues one of my favorite snare sounds of ours uh, Eddie responds great sound on Gotta Be Somebody's Blues I always wondered what you used on that one that and Dizzy And <laughs> here you go uh, tell me which one he used on Dizzy Justin
1: oh I'm gonna say the uh, the Ludwig Acrolite. yep <laughs> Dizzy was the 60s
0: Ludwig Acrylite. Uh, And Eddie says, one more question. Did you use a Black Beauty on the Future's vinyl-only track, Shame? That's one of my favorites of yours. And Zach says, not sure what I used there. The session is a little fuzzy. Rented some snares that weren't mine. That's cool, man. Some great stuff here. Good job, Eddie. I'm going to give a bunch of likes to these 10-year-old tweets here. (laughs) (laughs) Like Something's like happening. Like it all up. I did notice that uh, Zach started playing Loodle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that. You, I was but- like, "Oh man, hell yeah!" has <laughs> um, yeah, so many. And uh, <gasps> so Eddie Passa, let me let me see because he's talking to him a lot about drums. He's got a picture here with like most of the cast of the Next Generation. Uh, retweets and likes are not endorsement of you as a person. He's got a Facebook. He's got DC Filmdom movie reviews. Here's his link tree what's he do? It's got music mechanic so he does music but yeah, I don't know yeah I'm
1: checking him out too his, his Facebook uh, came up first oh, okay nothing else.
0: Eddie possum music
1: oh. huh okay
0: so yeah it looks like he I mean he, I mean he got Zach's uh, attention talking right talking about stuff uh, let me check
2: this. Uh, <laughs> this is,
1: Eddie <laughs> is a tiny Asian drummer who also happens to sing play guitar. <laughs> look uh what is this this has got to be his own little uh uh he's pretty good at the kevin bacon game too (laughs) that's that's the way they open this article from live music eddie pasa in virginia nice that's where did you see
0: this from goodbye sky harbor on reddit uh the reddit ama that jimmy world did goodbye sky harbor mentions Uh -uh. okay so what is the one song of yours you haven't played slash rarely play live that you'd like to start playing this is uh posted to their ama What's the let me mouse over this nine years ago, June 6th, 2013, at just about 1 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, Are you thinking of covering any songs in the future, either to release or just play gigs? And Jameet World responds, got to be somebody's blues. We've never played it, but we'd like to at one point start playing it. And uh, that was it. And then somebody who deleted their profile since says, oh, God, I love that song so much. Would love to hear a live version. And uh, goodbye, Sky Harbor responds. That song is really awesome. So yeah, there it is. And they said come back, uh, come back to Wales, please.
1: Let me ask you: You've got uh, two headline, or I'm sorry, not two opening bands. Let's just say an opener. You've got another a band, Jimmy World Plays. They are two thirds through their set. They play "Gotta Be Somebody's Blues." David, do you go up to use the restroom or grab a beer, or do you stay and listen to this?
0: I very rarely go to the restroom and grab a beer during shows. Okay,
1: yeah. All right, yeah, I think I would stay if it was got to be somebody's blues. I, yeah. I, I imagine that if it's gonna be their time playing it, they'd make it something special.
0: Yeah. What's interesting though is I think they have a lore around the song more than I mean. I guess we'll get to it in final thoughts. I don't know if I would. And we we talked about this last week or the week before. I don't know if I would be like, Oh my God, they never played this live until yeah, like right. I did the research <laughs> for this episode. Cause I like, couldn't like Holy I shit. We were the first, we
1: were the first show to get yeah, this. I know. Yeah.
0: Like, and maybe Jim would say something, but I almost feel like it would just sound like the record and it'd just be what it is. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, yeah.
1: They'd have some tr- string tracks underneath it that they'd play. And like, I'm sure that uh, yeah. Zach would be, Zach playing be yeah, like uh, cool.
0: calling it up from his little pad yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, that's, uh, that's my thought on that. And, uh, Okay. Let's take a look at the Jimmy Eat World Twitter. They have a Twit FM link, two Twit FM links, and sometimes we're able to pull these up in the Wayback Machine. But uh, I don't know
1: the link, the referring link. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay, while you're looking for that, let me go ahead. I'll do a Nez 477's uh, 11 months ago worst three song stretch since Clarity ever <laughs> <laughs> worst worst three song stretch ever. Uh, I think my least favorite three-song stretch is usually Electable, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, and Feeling Lucky from Big Casino. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's just a completely forgettable trio of songs for me. Uh, down below, though, let's see. You Surround Me says, why does everyone on this sub hate Gotta Be Somebody's Blues? <laughs> I think it's one of the best on Chase This Light, and a highlight overall. Come on! <laughs> yeah, a couple of people say uh, flow." One three zero eight says, I'm super late to this discussion 30 days later, but I agree. And then she brings the sun says, I love that song. Uh Cincy Gamer in the same thread. I think electable got to be somebody's blues feeling lucky would end up uh, would be there up, up there for me as well. Um, But they actually ended up going to choose no never bye bye love. And you
0: were good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I did pull up comments from Twitter. F.M. Patch All right, what do you got? Carolio says the song is so mysterious and sexy. Love these guys. <laughs> uh, World of Candy says pretty, pretty song. All caps the second one. Dio57 says I liked it besides it's so mysterious. It deserves to have a video clip. Um and oh, this is my favorite one. Kitty Corgi says needs to be on my iPod now. Love it. <laughs> So. There are a few uh, songs
1: that I think deserve a fan-made video. In fact, I think this this uh, track does actually have, but this is one of those songs where I feel like someone's got to do some kind of college uh, university <laughs> project on it, you know, for sure. <laughs> it's, it just fits that. Uh, from two years ago, Stormlight 98, discussion tag on this one for a self-post, Musicians! What are your favorite Jimmy World songs to play? I can't believe this one shows up in here. Uh, What instruments do you guys play, and what's your favorite Juice songs to jam out to? I'm a bass player myself and really enjoy playing songs like My Best Theory, Pass the Baby, Sure and Certain, Kill, Open Bar Reception, Here It Goes, Get It Faster, Bleed American, Lucky Denver Mint, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, and Just Watch the Fireworks to name a few. Can't wait to learn some songs on album 10. Uh, I also noticed, I want to say it was in Reddit. But somebody had asked, and maybe it's me being this pretentious musician, but they were a bassist just starting out. And they said, can somebody help me with the tabs for Gotta Be Somebody's Blues? And no, there was no comments in the thread. Nothing. No one. I thought to Crickets. Partially, I thought, that's sad that no one commented. But then as a musician, I think this song wouldn't be that difficult. No.
0: Right? I always say, just pick up your instrument and play. You can yeah. do it. and what sounds I believe you, in you. you. I don't tell know what you. I don't know right. what instrument you're playing. <laughs> just play. Just play along just with play. it. You're going to learn so much. And if you play it wrong, you're going to learn how to harmonize with yourself. Because, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, just pick up and play. You don't need the test. Yeah. If you want to yeah, learn, it, like, if you really want to learn it because you're, uh, I don't know, I guess when I started out, it's like you read the tabs because you didn't know your scales. I don't know my scales, but I know the instrument well enough that I can just pick up and just figure it out. You know, on the fifth time you're listening to it, you're going to be like, oh, okay, I kind of get it.
1: And I wonder how much of that was attention to... Listening and how much of it was drive, because I, I learned off of tabs, too. Yeah. Before I went into any kind of music program, I learned off of tabs and I played what I saw, kind of like what we saw with uh, Sugar Pills. Oh, yeah. Um, so, good. you know, the, the tablature playing, which was awesome. Yeah. Because you go through those, there's so many, even in the early days of Ultimate Guitar and even e uh, guitar e-tab
0: was yeah. i think before anything
1: and my guess but, is
0: i guess my frustration when people ask for tabs is that they have looked and didn't like what they found i guess but at that point it's just right. like i don't know like who's what am i gonna tabs that aren't online just play the instrument right <laughs> right
1: and i found and i don't mind helping people i think there was a couple of people in the discord that had asked about covers and maybe of the four or five times that that had occurred Four out of those five times, there was an existing tab that I just referred them to. Right. The other time, I think I actually had to sit down and play guitar and give them a little bit of a demonstration. Yeah. But
0: yeah, it's kind of like just unfortunately, check, look Fake for Yellow it. Light probably doesn't have this. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last little thing I have here was uh, from Reddit uh, a couple of years ago from Burn Echo a discussion tag on here. What Jimmy rolled song? Did you not like at first, but eventually grew on you? And you'll like this one, David, they were saying mine would be your house off of bleed American. First time I ever put on the vinyl, I breezed through the first three songs and then your house came on and I was completely blindsided by how it sounded. My girlfriend and I stopped mid conversation, stared at each other. And then we're both like, Whoa, this song sucks. <laughs> I always <laughs> skip the song after that. But over the last few months, I started to let it seep into the rotation when I'm playing the vinyl or on Spotify. And it's sneakily becoming one of my favorite Jimmy songs. Now, I can't get it out of my head, and I regret hating it so much on first listen. I'm curious if anyone else has had a similar experience. I need to send Burn Echo the 2007 version. <laughs> uh, down below, though, we have a couple of comments here from Fire Up The System. Says, I love that username, Fire Up yep. The System. Yeah, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues was theirs. And then Fenris Graham says so many of them, actually. The main one, though, is Gotta Be Somebody's Blues. I originally disliked it because it slowed the album down so much. Then I realized the song sounded like passing through a ruined city and saw how deliciously sinister the lyrics were, and I just loved it because of that imagery. It's also the bluesiest Jimmy song, and I'm here for that all the way.
0: I guess, uh, yeah, the scale is a little bluesy, Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is. It's that uh, that one, four, five thing. Don't boom, talk boom, to me. Like boom, that. boom,
0: boom,
1: <laughs> boom. I'm talking numbers, baby. All right, that's all I got for community. Sweet. <laughs> what
0: kind of uh, covers you got?
1: Oh, I got a handful, man. I was surprised. A lot of people like this. I have got uh, seven from YouTube, three from uh, SoundCloud.
0: Sick. I'm going to let you uh, wear the chef's hat because I didn't pull anything.
1: All right, dude. Okay, uh, we'll start with... Let's pick a couple because there's a lot to go through there were a couple of lo-fi ones i don't think uh we don't we don't need to play here let's do a couple we'll start with a couple of drum covers what's their amazing
0: reimaginings or something but
1: right yeah they're just uh low they're just low quality um acoustics this is gonna be jeff caisson drum cover we'll start with this one it's a little blown out this is jeff caisson playing uh gotta be somebody's blues Sets up the camera. Doesn't doesn't uh, choose to edit it, but I guess that he's playing along to that
0: that backing. <laughs> that track. warm vinyl crackle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, Jeff. I like the top-down light. Look at that Tom. That's like straight on.
0: You're like attacking the top. No, man. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that analog crackle.
0: Sounds clean, uh, aside from uh, I maybe mean, his playing sounds. The clean. warm crackle, yeah.
1: <laughs> if this video were a color, it would be orange. <laughs> that that's not an easy transition there. No, little, it's not. Uh, it's yeah. I can't even do it with my mouth. <laughs> So that was a uh, Jeff Kayson. and we'll do Thorns BP one eighty two. This is a little bit higher quality. Again, my uh, commentary on the hi hat play here from this <laughs> hi hat play uh, sounds like is, a kinky yeah. <laughs> yeah Thor's NBP one eighty two. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, love it, dude. The sleeveless T shirt. Checking his iTunes, making sure he played the right track. Oh yeah, Bob in the head.
0: Come on, four.
2: <laughs>
0: the intro's so long when you're just watching I this. Just...
2: Yeah.
1: This song is a it's a good test in reservations when you want to play cuz I want to play faster than he's playing you know yeah i would i would definitely speed this song up by accident You know what I just th- I just realized? You know, uh, did you listen to the Beatles? Huh? Eh, this sounds like when the Beatles got that real experimental after Sgt. Pepper's and oh, they were sure, just yeah. getting kind of psychedelic. No,
3: no, no, no. <laughs> uh, everything's a sitar,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this sounds very much in that uh in that vein of
0: uh of Beatles music. That, Beatles music. <laughs> that thing I did. No, 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 no from one of my favorite <laughs> Portlandia sketches. Are you familiar with Portlandia? No, I never uh, watched hold on. I, I know. Hold on. I'm sure. <laughs> We're going to take a left I, turn here. Uh, Portlandia, portlandi- Pet Sounds. Okay. <laughs> oh, Justin, I don't think pet you're ready. Sounds of this. <laughs> yes, don't think you're ready. All right. This is All right. Uh, a terrific Portlandia sketch.
5: Lance. Lance. I just put in some new equipment at the recording studio. You want to come check it out? Bring your beer. So I put the whole studio down here. (laughs) This one's great. They use this kind on pet sounds. You know pet sounds. (laughs) Come on. Amps. It's like 1962. Same kind they use on pet sounds. You hear that snap? (laughs) You hear that clap? (laughs) This is you and me hanging out. (laughs) got all the top quality stuff. They just need the top quality people. I just gotta attract that one important artist, but it hasn't happened yet. It's a bring, matter of getting people up there. You know what I mean? Bring your beer. Fracts, mics. <laughs> I had this lamp brought in from Detroit. Got this from a studio in London. Four dollars. I used to use these for some of the drum mics on Pet Sounds. A lot of Beatles type stuff.
2: No, 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 no. I found a dream. <laughs>
5: built this echo chamber. <laughs> 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 These are the original keys used on pet sounds. Alright, listen to this. Canyon, 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 canyon. The-- canyon, 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 ah! canyon, 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 <laughs> Canyon. Canyon, 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 canyon. The lounge to... looks a little bit like a mess, but I kind of set it up that way. And I have the stick sticking out, just to kind of catch your hair as you go through. Sometimes I just daydream about like Brian Wilson coming down here. Oh, <laughs> I can use these. <laughs> See this chair? Got it from Electric Ladyland in New York. So when you talk to the man, like. How's it sound? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> All I need is someone to just come in and book time. And if they don't, I'm out a lot of cash. This
0: show really made me, like, want to visit the Pacific Northwest. Like, when we went to yeah. Seattle, a lot of it was because of this show.
1: You have those twinkle lights, man. Yeah, man. They're beautiful. And the microphones. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Jack White. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Lance, wake up. Go to the control room. <laughs> Hi. Oh, welcome. Uh, th- that's a Neumann <laughs> mic right there. Got some great vintage amps downstairs too. Lance, here, here. Record. <laughs> uh, right over there, we've got a, a shore 58. Hundred bucks, but you know, <laughs> you know how they sound. Got a great piano down there. You know, a lot of stuff they used on uh, you know, Pet Sounds, that kind of stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: what a terrific episode! Anyway,
0: no, 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 no,
2: <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the Beatles stuff you're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man.
1: Mm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, that left turn. Yeah, dude. Okay, uh, I've got. Uh, <laughs> Aladdin the music. Aladdin, Aladdin music. in the music? Well, I never, every time I see Aladdin, I think of al Aladdin. al adin al They call me al Adin. This is Aladdin, the music. So showing the screen, turning it around. Again, no editing beforehand. Of course not. Long intro, huh? See real quick Let like you go back the
0: barrel man so looking at this uh, the ah, screen he's grab reading here, the lyrics he, yeah exactly
1: so he's just i mean he's playing those lyric the, the chords by himself uh let me see if i can jump and see when this was was posted so good on this individual for being yeah may 9th 2012 so i don't know if there were any um i mean it's 5 years right there should be tabs by that point but good on them for playing and just singing along yeah. it sounded okay totally that was a lot in the music Okay, I've got Blongo. Blongo. Bongo played alive. I have notes down here. Sounds good. See how good it sounds to you.
0: Keep on two
3: yep. Yeah she's the sweetest on Will they see the sky again Who will sing the She
0: has like an Alanis Morissette style affectation to her Oh voice. yeah I dig it Yeah
3: let the factories run. I
0: think the pigtails help
1: too. Easy. Yeah.
3: Only one I trust. Let the virus spread. She's the silk lining my bed. Will they breathe our air again? Who will sing the blues for them? When you're feeling moved, you can have yeah, your she got the right long, lyrics there. You, you can't say I do nothing, yeah. I put it all. Where you going to go When they come for you
0: Yeah Yeah man Dude So I did do a little bit of YouTube deep diving Because I I went to the other video And I was like Yeah I might as well pull uh-huh. the other thing So I added a bunch of stuff to the playlist Probably some of the lo-fi stuff I did find uh, Chris Testa in here Did you see this <laughs> That Robert Morton posted? Jay-Z Jimmy Eat World Rock Boys DJ Morton Mashup No I'm interested.
1: <laughs> all right, me too. I'm intrigued now.
0: Yeah, I really hope it's a mashup with this song.
1: Let's see.
6: Yeah, baby. Speech. First of all, one to thank my connect, the most important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag, the Nike shoe box for holding all this cash. Okay. Boys in blue who would grieve before the bag. Okay. The first bush who ever made this stash. Oh. The rock boys in the building. I'm the <laughs> oh, what a feeling! I'm feeling like hey. thanks to the lanes, niggas with bad aim. Thanks to a little change, I'll you out the kill. Like, what bullet <laughs> wounds, stop yeah, the yeah. Thanks to the past the rap eulogy, to little Kim
0: and them. So Robert Morton posted this as his
6: 8,300
0: views, May 30th, 2010. There's a download option for DJmortone.com. In his debut mashup, Jay-Z Rockboys Jimmy World Gotta Be Somebody's Blue, Mr. Tone. Or More Morton, Mortone effectively yeah. created a new musical feel and artistic meaning to Jay-Z's Rock Boys. Mortone's Mashup uses juxtaposition to bring a conscious reality to Jay-Z's glorified Rock Boys by hand-picking meaningful phrases from Jimmy Eat World's world's Gotta Be Some of These Blues. This combination creates a slower feel which accentuates Jay-Z's lyrical brilliance, while Jimmy Eat World's complex strings and driving beats collide to create a a thoughtful and tasty
6: mashup. Interesting. They don't know the feeling when them things get across. Ooh. Put your hand out the window, feel a force, feel a posh. Hit the frost, ice cold, chew's got no flaws. Drop got no top, you on the top floor. Yeah. Oh, rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Hey. You don't even got to bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house.
0: That's terrific, mm.
1: yeah. Dig that it. was really good. I'm glad you found that yeah, one, man.
0: Uh, what else you got? Now I have a whole bunch of stuff. I, so,
1: really, I got one more from uh, YouTube that also showed up on SoundCloud, but we're gonna use hers because she's got a video. But this is Ruth Yvonne uh, Oh, sweet. Doing Gotta yep. be somebody's blues. Yeah. Nice reverb. Very airy.
4: Let the water come. She's the only. I love Let the like I'm interested like is she playing
0: along to the track because I don't even see the microphone on the shot here but she sounds great it sounds so present right. yep shit it's fresh
4: will they see the sky again
1: she's moving her head so I can't imagine she's singing into a mic this right. has gotta be after
4: who will sing their blues This has 7,100
0: views, posted March 21st,
4: 2011. (gasps) People have always made fun of me for liking Jimmy Eat World. Some even told me once
0: that Jimmy Eat World is a band that you like, but you never admit it to anyone. (gasps) How dare they? Well, I don't care. I'm a Jimmy lover. If you've heard their version (laughs) of this song, you know what I mean. This is dope.
4: breathe our air again and who will sing their blues for them?
0: This is dope. Yeah.
4: When you feel in mood, you can have your conscience all you want Can't say I do nothing, yeah. I put it off. Where you gonna go when they come for you?
1: I also appreciate the sepia tone, man. Yeah. Will
4: there be someone <laughs> left to sing your blues? Where you gonna go when they come for you? Will there be someone left to sing your blues? Wow!
1: Yeah, beautiful. So bluesy, very, very good, Ruthie. Yes,
0: I love her thumbnails here. This is great. She got some glasses and nailing it uh, so I'm just going through the rest of these did you see brother B videos I it looks not. like a violinist take a look at this all right I don't know I didn't see all it, right. but it... brother B videos got to be somebody's blues oh I wonder if it's a fan-made video
1: oh this must be a fan-made
0: and jump forward here a little bit yep it's like a music video. And then, Ooh. what did you see T-Poke 89 wearing a ski mask? I'm just intrigued by the <laughs> thumbnail here. <laughs> T-Poke? Nah, man. Let's see what T-Poke 89 is
1: doing. You show me T-Poke.
0: Oh, my gosh. What the hell? You're a kid, man. man?
2: <laughs> T-Poke
0: is wearing a headset with a microphone. There is a CRT wall-mounted TV behind him. Wall-mounted with a strap.
2: Wearing... What the fuck? Oh, dude. This is
0: why he's got the mask on. He's wearing a full face mask and it's not black, it's white, which is, uh, that's a new. This definitely sounds like, dude, the first show we ever played at the Roxy, we still didn't have like guitar tuners. We just tuned (laughs) to each other. and This is pretty much how we sounded. Yep. why don't you fire up Texas speech? Because Megan Golding has blessed us. Why don't I? Uh okay. And does Megan have any intro? Let's take a look. No. Hey, okay, here we go. Let
1: the water come. She's the only one I love. Let the fat man drop. She's the sweetest honey pot. Will they see the sky again? Who will sing their blues for them? Let the factories rust.
0: She's the only thing I trust.
1: Let the virus spread. She's the silk lining my bed. Will they breathe our air again? Who will sing their
0: blues for them? Deep. Yes. Who can know? Get the incense. I don't <laughs> think we would heard that one from Megan Golding. Now, I did see this. Uh, uh-huh. It's in the YouTube playlist. I'm assuming it's a, a fan-made music video, but Salty Mike, not five days ago, uploaded this oh. video. I'll watch a couple minutes of it. Salty Mike,
1: good old Salty Mike. This is weird.
0: He was like, "Oh, let the water come." Got it. He replaced the water in the cooler at work. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So that's wasting. This is uh, posted February fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. If you let the water come, it'll come. Winky face, oh, not owned by Salty Mike. Salty Mike, five. Can we watch Salty Mike play guitar. Let's watch Salty Mike play guitar. Real, you quick. found it a Salty Mike guitar video, huh? Uh, yeah, oh, I did. I see. We're gonna watch Salty Mike plays guitar.
1: watch Salty Mike play guitar. Here we go. Oh, it doesn't like what? this. It's oh, the it doesn't
0: like that you went to the thing. All right, let me copy yeah, the link here. Like I'll paste it directly. Thank you. Why would they give us that option? Thanks.
1: I know, right? It. What? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's just do it. I'm gonna listen to it. Do it live. Just because I want to hear. Yeah, we're gonna do this live. Listen, this is Salty Mike. Oh, Up, guitar two. center. Totally,
0: yeah. <laughs> this dude, Ward Teva's out on purpose. Yeah.
1: Oh, I know what he's going for. He's going for a very uh, Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Neat. Uh, yes. All right. Sweet. That's it for YouTube. And did you? You said you had SoundCloud or? Yes, I got three. Man, I got
1: some good sweet. ones. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna go backwards. We're gonna start with the night one two three one three. It's gonna be the night one two three one three.
0: I kind of like this. This reminds me of you and me, and me and you. No matter. (laughs) Yeah. A
1: little bit of the turtles. Playing with brushes, maybe?
0: brushes for sure
1: yeah you know i've heard a couple of people do different chord progressions maybe i like that one though right yeah 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 but it still works i mean you you play the song over it uh okay let's do this aero Siegel, solo electric this is cool let's listen to this solo electric real quick I enjoyed this. And I like the little visual here, the feathers. Oh, yeah. intro. Sounds like they were just uh, working with that one electric guitar and really made it work. yeah. Uh, Okay, last one I got, last cover, is Charlie Nicotine. N-I-K-O-T-I-N. So I don't know if this is a cigarette smoker or what. But this is, uh, I thought this was pretty damn good. Oh, I think this might have been a play-along. Let's see. I think it was more about his voice. Been playing to the backing track. Come on, Charlie, give me something good.
3: cool though yeah totally right? i dig
0: that
1: yeah god I forget how long that damn intro is <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah right it's like it goes on for yeah. a count of eight when he should have gone on for a count of four or maybe it's right. 16 and eight or something like that yeah. yeah yes half yep
1: yes all right uh that's all my covers i got well great anything man. else for you
0: uh i've got uh unless you want to talk final thoughts uh that's all i have for the song
1: I have I have one oh a rave DJ <laughs> rave DJ rave, rave DJ check this out I took okay the one good thing from Ryan J Meehan, that punk contributing writer for the Crimson oh, uh yeah. came his 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 little backhanded comment about what this song actually what what did he say uh, this is what he said uh, a rip off of Nine Inch Nails closer oh well I'll tell you what I did I put them together and I'll oh, you know Hell what. Yeah. It fucking works, man. Yeah. Here we go.
0: Yes, dude. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Ray DJ. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. It is that percussive, like drive that like makes these work.
1: Even the walk down works a little
0: bit. good yeah I'll let it play through we got a few more seconds
1: that was a great observation on uh, Brian's part the one good thing man Yep, Closer Be Somebody's Blues. What was the name of that one?
0: <laughs> so I took, Closer it's be. still uh, it's still putting together right now, but I did take the orchestration com- comparison that we made with Dog Problems, and I made Dog Problems Somebody's Blues. <laughs> uh, it's 80% right, rendered, see. but uh, I'm interested to see where this goes. Because I'm excited. I think Dog Problems, I think the tempo is kind of all over the place, so I don't know how well this is going to work.
1: All right, we'll see. Cause you know what? It's uh, it's ready. It uh, it's just uh, dinged, and we're pulling there it out it of the goes. oven.
0: The album art looks really high res on the rave DJ. It does, man. I like that. <laughs>
1: It ain't terrible.
0: It's funny because now Man, all I, I hear is nine inch nails. <laughs>
6: I wanna fuck you like an
4: animal. Nah.
0: No. That's a big no. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: you're right. That didn't big work
0: no. as, just as much as the last one did work. <laughs> well, sick. Can't all be winners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song? Gotta be somebody's blues by the band Jimmy Eat World. Well, you know, when it comes up on Chase This Light, I might give it
1: a little bit more attention. Um, it's a good track, I don't know if it, it, I would label it as one of my greatest tracks. Um, I was surprised that it didn't show up on uh, Jake T. O'Donnell's list, but again, what how many tracks does he have? 100, 100? yeah, yeah, so okay, that makes more sense. Um, but it's a, it's a mediocre track for me. I think by going through the lyrics and learning about what the track is actually referring to made it a lot more impactful. Yeah. But aside from that, I think it's still a, it's a decent track. What about you, man?
0: It's a Futures track that I never really thought of as, as much as of Chase This Light fan as I am, I would probably have not been able to tell you that this was on Chase This Light. And if they played it live, I would have thought it was from Futures, so um that's uh that's about all i have to take away from it but i will now probably never forget that it's on chase this light and very much that it stands out in the middle of that album uh yeah uh, as this standalone island uh and so for that i am excited to have done this episode with you justin so yes uh if you see somebody uh going through a bout of the blues and it's got to be somebody's at some point uh please remember to be <laughs> excellent to each other And party on, dude!